so hey, I it's Monday night, which is not normally office hours, but uh, last night I was seeing some incredible theater, and today I'm in Toronto, um, and I'm here doing some casting, and I just wanted to check in. There were some people who wrote me some messages yesterday saying that they really wanted to have office hours, and so I said I would try to be here around 6 tonight. So I'm going to hang out for a little bit. If anybody has any questions for me, please feel free to answer them. I'm staying at the beautiful Omni Hotel in downtown Toronto right now. It is so gorgeous, so welcome to this new location for office hours. Hey, Sean Thurman. How are you doing? You have some questions for me today? I can't wait. Um, so I'm here, and I am, as always, am a free resource. So if you have any questions for me about anything industry-related or life-related, maybe I can have some advice for you today. Um, I'm going to stay on for probably the next, like, 20 to 40 minutes, depending on what people have to ask me. Uh, so feel free to shoot away. Until then, um, until I get a question from someone, I can just kind of chat about things. Um, uh, it's been a crazy busy week. Today has been, oh, when is fall audition season in New York City? That is our first question of the day. Of, of the day. Of the day. Okay, so that's um, oh, a wonderful question. Also, hey, I'm so glad you're a part of my community, Shonda. It's so amazing to finally uh, be connected with you. You've been so um, completely wonderful about uh, commenting on things. It's so great. Oh, hey, David Cash. Hey, friend. It's so good to to have you here today. It was so nice to see you the other night at um, the opening. You looked wonderful. Um, Shauna, when is audition season in the fall? That is a very good question. Um, I'm wondering specifically if you're talking about theater, I'm assuming that's what you're talking about, uh, versus film and television. Hey, Zach. Oh, you joined too. And Jacob is here. Hey, Jacob. Um, so, as you know, the summer gets a little... Hey, Marissa and Lindsay, so many great people are here today. Um, as you know, the summer is going to get a little slow in New York. That's how it always works. We have a very busy season from January to mid-March. Um, and then things tend to pick up again not late August. I would say September is when things really start to pick up again. I guess late August, September, October is um, is when things are going to start picking up again. They get a little bit slow again, late November, December. Um... How much? David Cash, you're killing me today. Um, so it gets slower again around the holiday season because people tend to, you know, be with their friends and family and not necessarily in an audition room as much. And then uh, it comes back again in January when pilot season happens. So we're going to see a little bit of a decrease over the next couple of months in New York, and then it'll come back, we're going to say late August, September. Yeah, does that make sense? Do you have any follow-up questions about that, Shonda? Let me know. Um, David, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I'm very, very, very good at these uh, tongue twisters, so you're, you're not going to, you're not going to best me, David Cash. It's just not going to happen. Um, I actually... While I'm waiting for my next question, David, I'm going to impress you. I can name every preposition in the English language in alphabetical order, and I can name every single U.S. president in order in under 60 seconds. You really need the answer. David, you really need the answer. I think a woodchuck could chuck wood. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? I think he could chuck, like, a sensible amount of wood. I don't know. Uh, a teeny tiny little bit of wood. Uh, maybe, like, like, a little, like a little bit. <laughs> um, so yes, if you if you want to see me name the prepositions or the presidents, I will do it for you. But someone has got to give me encouragement while I'm waiting for my next question. So, um, does anybody else have any questions for me? I absolutely can uh, 
100% make this time go by, let me tell you. Um, but I really would love to answer your questions. I've had some really incredible sessions this past week with people who are doing great things. Um, I do want people to know that from now on, uh, starting at the end of April, I will only be coaching on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, my, my schedule is blown up, which is great. Um, and I just am going to have to start scheduling on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we're going to you can name every Oscar-winning picture backwards. That's pretty impressive. That's an incredible skill, David. I, I'm very impressed with you. Um, Shonda says, so if you were planning your trip there, how long would you stay? Um, Shonda, planning your trip to audition in, in the fall, is that is that what you're saying? Um, bye, David. I hope you have a good one. Thanks for coming to play. Um, in terms of playing, uh, in terms of planning, a trip to uh, New York for theater auditions, um, I would definitely say I would come September. That would be a good time to come. Okay, questions are coming in like crazy now. Hold on. Uh, Jim Barry, I do have a picture of you and Brian. However, it is super, super blurry, so it's not a good one, so I'm not going to send it to you. I'm so sorry, my love. Let's see. Luke Zimmerman asks, if an actor has to postpone an audition or callback because they're working out of town, what's the best way to follow up with the casting director to make sure that they don't forget to reschedule you? Okay. Um, if you have to postpone an audition or callback because they're working out of town, what's the best way to follow up with the casting director to make sure they don't forget to reschedule? Okay, so I think this really depends, Luke, on how long you're postponing that audition, right? So um, if you've been talking to a casting director, the associate or assistant, whoever you're working with to um, schedule your audition, and uh, you're out of town, but you know they're still in session and they've given you another appointment, um, I would just make sure that you confirm the appointment for a day that makes sense, right? Like, so if they've sent you another day and they say, can you come in for this day, um, then only confirm it if if it's real. If you're saying they've held a session and you're completely out of town for it, but you know they're going to do like another session in six months, the required session in six months, and you want to make sure you're seen then, I would definitely make sure that you followed up um, when you got back, first and foremost, from your gig to say, hey, I don't know when you guys are going back in session for this show, um, but I just want to let you know I am back in New York and I'm ready to audition, so when that session goes out, I'd love to be seen. Um, I, I would make sure that that office knew when you were back in the city. Um, and if you think it's that six-month period when they're coming back, I think you have every right to um, respond to that initial email appointment that you had been sent where you have written confirmation that they want to reschedule you. And you could probably reply to that and say, hey, I think it's around the six-month point. I just wanted to check in. You had said you wanted to reschedule me for this audition. I am back in New York, and I'd love to be seen. Again, I would only do that if you really do have like written confirmation that someone wants to see you at that time. Yeah? Does that make sense, Luke? If you have any other questions, feel free to... Um, to write and let me know if there's any follow-up to that. So then Shonda asked, uh, what are your thoughts on having an agent if you don't live in New York? Shonda, this is a question that I've talked about a lot on my office hours. Um, so if you go back in, in time, <laughs> go back in time and look at um, some of the office hours that I've done in the past, I have a lot of thoughts about agents um, and managers. And I think they're super specific 
answers that I've given. Um, so that's something as well. If you want to take a look at those and if you have any follow-up questions, feel free to send me a private message and we can talk about that specifically also for your circumstance. Yeah? Okay. Um, Hallie asks, how do you suggest staying effectively in touch with contacts in the New York theater scene while you're, say, away on a cruise job for a few months? Oh, on a cruise job, eh? Interesting, interesting. Um, well, I think that is a really good question. So when we're talking about contacts in the, in the New York theater scene, I'm assuming you're talking mostly about casting directors, maybe some agents and managers that you've been having conversations with, maybe some writers, musical directors, people that you have relationships with. Um, I think you need to do a couple things. Uh, if you have a really personal relationship with someone, like let's say you're friends with a composer, you know they're working on a new piece, you know that they're going to need people when you get back, you can always just send a casual email that's like, hey, I've been away, um, I was thinking about you, I see on Facebook that you're working on this new thing, I'm going to be back in three weeks, I really hope if I can be of help to you in any way, um, I'd love to come in and work for you, work with you help you, you know, all those things. Remind people of your timeline. I do think there's also a world, um, you know, nobody really looks at postcards very very much anymore. Postcards are a thing of the past, in my opinion. Don't waste your money on postcards. It's a very, very, very rare occasion that your postcard is on the desk at the right time, and it's sitting there, and someone hasn't thrown it away, and they rem they're reminded that you exist, and you go on a schedule. That is like a very, very, very rare occasion. So, in my opinion, I think postcards are kind of a waste. But, um, if you have a relationship with an office or with a person and you feel like they could benefit from a newsletter, um, there's always a way to send an email with a reminder or just an email to the people that you know you have a personal relationship with, offices, casting directors, music directors, any of those kind of people, um, especially just sending a reminder of like, hey, I'm coming back in about three weeks. I wouldn't spend your, I wouldn't waste your time while you're out doing too many updates because not a whole lot about your life is changing at that point but definitely let people know about a month out when you're coming home and also just keep updating things on Facebook uh, you know a lot of people say and I say this all the time Facebook is the LinkedIn of the professional artist industry so that's how people know what you're doing what you're working on um, where you are in the world what your timeline is so I really 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 think that while you're gone keeping that kind of updated make sure making sure that if you're doing cool music or working on a cool project Project, you're sharing it on, on your social media and you're sharing it in that kind of platform um, and then alerting people when you're coming back to the city that is the most important part of that um, does that help you at all Holly let me know if that did help um, if you have any follow-ups let me know Danny says any suggestions for getting into casting offices as an accompanist um, have lots of strong sight reading skills just not many relationships with CDs well as we all know Kate Lumpkin comes from the school of everything is about relationships always relationships so I you know the way that I find people that I like to work with is I've either, I've either met them, worked with them, um, people send me emails, cold emails. I've received emails from accompanists who I've never met before who say they know, you know, they've seen that I am putting out breakdowns or they um, know somebody that I know. Um, a lot of people that I bring into rooms are people who I've worked with on other shows or have worked with in other offices. So people tend to get kind of passed around. I do think though if there are offices you really want to work with or casting directors you really want to work with, um, you know, sending a cold email, sending some, you know, footage of what you do, sending your resume, saying you're really interested. Um, I have a list of people that I work with all the time. I, you know, 
I'd love to add you to my list, so feel free to, you know, send me an email, let me know. Um, but people are always looking to expand that list. I know that's for sure. So it's just putting yourself out there, going to as many things, having business cards, meeting people, knowing other, you know, people who want to do a company's work and, and telling them, if you ever can't do a gig, will you put my name in? Um, and I don't want to use the word aggressive because nobody, well, some people really like aggressivity, um, but I do think it's just about putting yourself out there and, and um, letting people know you're around. That's the only way that we can build relationships. So maybe that is advice that you've already taken and that's not super useful to you. If you have a follow-up question, let me know. Um, that's a little more specific and I can hopefully be a little more helpful. Let's see. And bump on Luke's question, I uh, I did that. Um, Scott asks, I've recently reached out to a casting office about interest in a project via an email directly to the CD. Oh no, I have to pull this up on my other thing because I can't read your whole question. Um, okay, okay, let's see. Sorry, friends. Um, that's my face. Okay, so Scott says... I've recently reached out to a casting office about interest in a project. Oh no. Oh no. Technology, friends. It's all the things. I want to pause this. No. Oh, oh no. Shh. That's me. All right. Sorry, friends. Um, where did this question go? David Cash. Dylan is there. Oh, Dylan. I'm going to answer Dylan's question first because he he asked first. Um, what are your thoughts on general advice for musical theater performers who want to transition their focus to a more specific endeavor, uh, i.e. just acting or singing or dancing or even casting? So this is a question that I uh, talk about a lot. I, I kind of hate the word transition. Um, I really am a firm believer that we are allowed to just like grow and change, change our minds, change our thought processes, change things about our circumstance, all sorts of things. And the word transition to me sounds like you're giving something up to, um, to go to something different. And a lot of people associate transition with failure. And that to me is a really unhealthy way to look at growth. So I, um, I really don't want to talk about transition. What I do want to talk about is an understanding of self and then how to move forward with a little bit more focus, knowing who we are and how we move through the world and through life. Um, so if we're talking about wanting to uh, understand our growth and move forward into a more specific endeavor, which I really like the language about that, and I know that's corny for some people, but language is really important. Words are really important. How we describe moments in our life, it's really, really important. It holds a lot of weight. So if you've decided you've grown or changed or there's something inside of you that wants to, to work on a different aspect of who you are, um, I think that you just have to Take the time to do the work and really understand what changes you want to be making and, um, and why. Um, it looks like you might have done a follow-up. Sorry. Let's see. Specificity. Much better term. Yes! Specificity. Much better term. Um, so if you know what it is that you want and you know why you want it, I think what I've noticed, in, and I can only speak from kind of my personal experience and some of the clients that I work with, right, is um, once you know exactly what that thing is that you want to be doing and why you want to do it, a couple of things have to happen. You have to cut out a couple of the things in your life, right? If there are people or obstacles or jobs or anything that is toxic that is taking you away from the work that you want to be doing, 
um, then you need to cut it out. You need to make it go away. You need for it to be gone. Once you've done that, once you've cut out the things that are not serving your new or uh, more focused purpose, then it's about telling people what it is that you want. It's about bringing it up in conversation anytime that you uh, can. It's about having business cards with the name of the thing that you want on it. It is about uh, putting it on Facebook, talking about it on social media, doing the research, doing the work, asking for what you want being willing to do things for free to learn. As you are moving to different and more exciting and maybe more um, personal and, and correct things in your life, there will be a learning curve and you have to learn about these things. So taking the time to be more educated in what it is that you want, really, really, really focus, cut out the toxic bullshit of whatever is going on in your life that's keeping you from being that thing and tell everybody with specificity what it is that you want. If you can make it come down to three words, make it come down to three words. You know, people talk about the elevator pitch and I just don't really buy into an elevator pitch. What I, because an elevator pitch gives you upwards to a minute and a half to describe something. I need to know in three words what it is that you want, right? What it is that you want and then talk about it. I mean, I cannot tell you the the sheer uh People want to help you get what you want, but they can't do that if they don't know what it is. So if you can verbalize it and you can write it down and you can um, make great things happen uh, just simply by talking about it with people, that's going to be, I think, a great next step. Also, another great next step is working on your resume and, and tailoring it towards what it is that you want so that when someone says, oh, that's the thing that you want, you can say, yes, and here's my resume, and here how, here's how it's crafted to match the identity of, of this thing that I want to move in towards, right? So I also really want to encourage people, uh, if you've been working on one thing for a long time, just because something is within the same industry that you are a part of, it doesn't mean that it's just an easy thing to go to. Um, you know, a lot of people say to me like, oh, well, I think I want to be in casting. And I just want to remind people like, um, yes, I was, I, I went to school for theater and, and I was an actor, but like I have actually been practicing making casts and like making trading cards of actors and like putting puzzle pieces together and all of that long before I decided that, um, this was a career that existed. I didn't really understand that this was a career track that I could take until I started doing it. Um, and even as someone who had a lot of um, desire and excitement and uh, inherent skill set, I still had a ton to learn. So that goes for a lot of different careers in the arts. It is about digging deep, doing work for cheap, doing work for free, doing as much online research as you can, talking to anybody who's doing the thing that you want to be doing, and like really, really, really digging in and doing the work. It's not super easy to just kind of move into a different part of your life. And that's that's the other thing that I think um, you might want to focus on. Is that helpful, Dylan? I, I hope it was. I think you're great and a tremendous human being. And if there's anything that I can do to help you in moving forward with this kind of idea of um, new great things on the horizon for you, let me know. Reach out, send me an email because I, I think you're great and I'd love to help you. Okay, Scott, I am getting to your question now. You asked, I have recently reached out to a casting office about interest in a project via an email directly to the CD. If I don't get a response after a while, is it too annoying to follow up or should I check in as, in a sense amount of time, i.e. a week or two. Um, 
Oh, good, Dylan. I'm so glad it was helpful and validating. Oh, that's literally all I want to be in this world is helpful and validating. So thank you for that. That was a very generous comment. And truly do reach out to me if, if you need anything. Um, Scott, to answer your question, I am assuming if you emailed a CD directly that you have a personal relationship with this human. I really hope that you do. Um, Otherwise, if you don't have a personal relationship with this human, it might have, um, the reason you might not ha have gotten a response is because they don't know who you are or um, they have uh, not uh, invested in you as a human yet because they haven't seen your work or maybe they have seen your work but since they don't have um, kind of that personal relationship with you, they don't necessarily have the time or the wherewithal to, um, to respond. However, uh, if you do have a personal relationship with this person or at least you've gotten appointments from this office and you feel really confident that you are super duper duper right for this part, um, I would not send more than one follow-up email so I would be very strategic about it knowing of course that you might not hear back again still but I do think there's a world where definitely uh, if you know that the appointments are coming up soon I would definitely give about a week's worth of time before you think those appointments are about to start and I would send a follow-up email that literally is two lines that just says, hey, just checking in on this again. Um, I so look forward to hearing from you. Uh, have a great day. Nothing intense, no reminder, no guilt, none of those things, but literally just two lines saying, hey, just following up on this, especially if it's an office that you really do feel like um, they know you, they know your work, and they're working on a project that is, um, is really helpful. However, again, I say this all the time, um, when you're making an ask like this, uh, I hope people are being very specific about the ask. You only get one ask most of the time, right? Like you you have to be very, very, very strategic about it. So in my opinion, you get one ask and you get one follow-up email. And if it works, then that continues to move forward and that relationship keeps building. But if it doesn't work, uh, you got to be really, really, really strategic about the next time you're going to make an ask. Um, and I know you, friend, and so I'm sure it was absolutely uh, smart and you made a smart ask and you're the best so I'm not even I'm not even worried about it um, great Aaron says yes follow up follow up follow up my number one um, thing in life is follow through if you say you can you better show up you better follow up and you better follow through if you don't think you can do not say you can because if you think you can then 100% of the time someone is going to ask you to do it. And you better be ready to show up to that party, honey. Um, that's not in response to you, Scott. You're always ready to show up to the party. But I do think we have a problem in this community and in a lot of things with follow through. There are a lot of big ideas. There are a lot of big thoughts, big um, yeses. Let's go to coffee. Let's go to dinner. Let's get me that appointment. And then either it doesn't happen or someone gives you an appointment and you don't show up. What is my number one rule, fans? What is my number one rule? You must show up. Follow through, show up, be creative, have an opinion, know what your worldview is. That's it. Show up, follow through, have an opinion, know your worldview, be as creative as possible. All right, Wood asks, as a CD, do you appreciate it when auditioners or submitters tell you which part they want to be considered for? Does it show initiative and help you in the process, or is it annoying and insulting when it's your job to place them? It's a really good question, and it's actually been asked to me before, but I, I'm going to answer it again because it's so specific. Um, you know, I... 
I, I can only speak for my opinion. I, I like to say this every time. Everybody, for for my my opinion, will not match other people's opinions. Will not match the the whole you know world's opinions. So take everything I say with a grain of salt. But for me, at some point, you don't necessarily know what it is that a creative team is looking for, right? So unless a breakdown is super 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 specific, like African American woman. 60 year old speaks with a southern accent like like the most specific then i think it's better to not say specifically what role you are um wanting in this season because here's the deal um oh what i didn't answer it this time i've just answered it before during an off hours don't worry you're you're good um i i just i always uh would say once you put down in an email or on a piece of paper or speak it uh, a role that you think you are, a couple things happen. Um, one, you have now put into someone's brain that that is the thing that you think you do well. So that then means um, you might not do other things well and it kind of puts you automatically in a box. Now. You know that I feel like there's you know, such thing as a through line and the worlds that we really live easily in. So if you know, if you're looking at a season and you're like, I live in a different time and a different place. I live in the past. My voice is a voice of the past. My presence is a presence of the past. And, and a company is doing... Um, my comp- or, and the company is doing Guys and Dolls and I know I live in that world. Um, and you are like, I want to submit four guys and dolls. It's so much smarter in a show that you know also has a lot of men um, to say, I want to submit for guys and dolls, and then you know give us your headshot and your resume. Because at the end of the day, if you say, I think I'm you know submitting for Nathan Detroit, and we have a very specific vision of what it is that we want Nathan Detroit to be, but you said that's what you are, and you don't match what the vision of the the creative team is, then you've kind of you know uh, hopefully the people on the other side you know in 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 the creative team will say like oh maybe he's this other thing. But if people are moving quickly and you put down on paper what it is that you think you are and it kind of completely negates other things in the show, well, then you've kind of set yourself up to fail in some respects because you haven't let the team see what you bring, see what your through line is, see what your, you know, kind of worldview is, perspective is, and and let us do our job. So I would say unless you are a very, very, very specific type of human who plays a very, very, very specific kind of character, um, A, if that's the truth, we'll know when you submit what it is that you're trying to submit for, and B, if that's not your truth, let us do our job. Let us do our job. I just think that that is going to provide much more options. There's a breadth of options there um, instead of just kind of putting yourself in a box. Does that make sense, Wood? If you have any follow-up questions, let me know. Um, Remy, I'm so grateful that you're here. And um, I'm all, I will always try to do this. I will always 100% try to help people if I have free time. I do not have a lot more free time. I think I'm going to stay on for another 10 minutes if anybody else has any questions for me. Um, if they don't, then I might just, uh, I might just go back to working on this cool project that I'm working on and putting together a list of cool actors who are interesting and fun and I can't wait to share them with this creative team that I'm working on and I'm going to go 
write some breakdown language and all the things. Um, but I do want to be a helper if anybody else has any questions. So um, I will stay on for just a couple more minutes. Um, does anybody have anything else that I can be a helper for for them? It can be a life question. It can be a theater question. Um, are these live videos going to be on a schedule or just when you're available? Would I try to do these videos every Sunday night from 6 to 7? Last night I was seeing some really incredible theater, so I just couldn't do it, but I got a lot of private messages, so I decided I would do it tonight from 6 to 7. But you typically can find me every Sunday night here live from 6 to 7 doing office hours. And if you have questions during the week, if anything pops up, you can always send me a private message and I will answer them. And these videos are... Um, automatically uh, saved and downloaded so um, uh, you can always look back in time and see if your question was answered. Um, so that is how this works, but office hours is usually 6 to 7 p.m. You can always find all of the records of them and my incredible partner of a man, Craig Shank, uh, who I love dearly, has downloaded all of the audio from every office hours that I've done. And my incredible assistant, Carl, has um, uploaded them to the internet. So I will be releasing all of my office hours as podcasts starting in the next couple of days. And you can find all the links to those. I will post them on uh, Facebook. They will be on my website, which is kate-lumpkin.com. So now you can listen to me on the subway instead of having to look at my face, which is great. Um, so there will be a podcast coming soon, which will just be a live feed of all of these discussions that we've been having. I hope that's super useful. Some people told me that um, they don't have time to watch a video, but they do have time to listen. So that's why we're working on that project. So that will also be happening. Uh, I hope that's helpful. Um, have you done an office hours about websites? Um, I have talked about websites some, Remy. Oh, Ben, I'm not in town April 26th. I'm so sorry, but if you have video footage of your show, I would love to see it. So send that my way. Um, Amanda asked, how would someone get involved in casting? I've been interested in that process. Okay, Remy, I'm going to get back to you about the websites. Amanda, that is a great question, and casting is just such a wonderful profession. So if it is something that you are interested in, you have a, uh, a special background in an understanding of the New York and L.A. casting, or casting, talent pools, you feel like you... Um, are really good at memorizing faces and names, knowing people's resumes, you have a really artistic eye, you have strong opinions about theater, you are super organized, you love spreadsheets, you like talking to creative people about what their vision is and then trying to solve puzzles, you like being in a room, you like active listening and participation, um, you like staying up all hours and trying to organize schedules because a whole lot of casting is scheduling things. Um, if these are things that sound exciting to you and you're like, yeah, that's my jam, then feel free to reach out to me, write me an email, and um, we could talk about uh, things. But clearly, you know, a lot of the way to learn about casting, since it's not like you can get a degree in it, is by interning in offices, uh, being an assistant in offices. That's the only way you're ever going to really learn, especially the business part of what casting is, um, which is a lot of this um, which is a lot of this work, is kind of the business piece of it. But in terms of um, how to get started, it's usually internships and assistantships, apprenticeships, these kind of things. Um, if you Google, like, 
casting internship NYC. A lot of things will pop up. But again, feel free to email me if you have questions. Uh, my email is katelumpkincasting at gmail.com, or you can send me a private message here on Facebook. I will always look at it. It might take me a day or two to respond, but I 90% of the time will get back to you within a week, okay? Um, so let me know if I can be helpful. Remy, websites. I have talked a lot about websites. Um, I also wrote a blog article. You can find it at kate-lumpkin.com backslash no marking, which is my blog. I wrote an article about all the things that should be on an actor website, all the things that need to be there and certainly do not need to be there, including cutesy bios, which need to go. Cutesy bios need to go. Nobody cares where you were born. Nobody cares about how many cows you milked. It doesn't need to be on your website. I would love to learn about that in real life. I would absolutely love to talk to you and get to know you over a beer and learn about your childhood, but that stuff certainly doesn't need to be on your website. So that can go. Do not agonize over writing a bio. That's like my one little thing. Um, so Remy, take a look at that article, um, but if you have any specific questions about websites right now, just like let me know and I'll answer them. But um, most of that should be right there available on that website. But if you have any questions right now, just let me know because I'm here. Um, yes, I'm in Vegas, so it's a small casting pool here. Hey, thanks. Um, yeah, cool, Vegas. Yeah, cool, Vegas. Um, that would be fascinating. I, I have no idea what casting is like in Vegas, but um, I bet it's really cool and interesting, and I love it. Um, okay, Shonda says, if someone sent an audition reel, would, would uh, you have time and or be willing to critique it? Um, that sounds like something that I do with a coaching uh, and I absolutely, if you want to hire me to do a coaching with you and you want me to look through your materials, I do those via Skype. I do them in real life. So if there's anything that I can help you with personally, you can feel free to reach out to me via my email or go to my website and send me a private message through my website excuse me, about um, coaching. I work one-on-one -on -one with clients all the time. I look through reels. I look at their websites. I try to help them create a package that makes sense for who they are. So if that's something you're interested in, Jonna, please feel free to reach out to me. I do not review reels for free. That is a part of my business and it's a skill that I have acquired. Um, and so just like anybody else who has a skill set um, that has taken time and energy and effort, I, I do get paid for that skill. Um, but I would love to review it if that is something that um, you would like to work on. Um, okay, does anybody else have questions for me? Billy says, thanks. Wood, I answered your question. Amanda, Nate. Hey, Nate, you're a dream. You're a dream. I think you're the best. I hope you're having a great day, Nate. Um, great. Okay, friends, I think I'm going to wrap this up. I've been on for quite some time. But if anybody else has any further questions for me, you have like a minute to ask it before I go away. Um, I'm going to give my little spiel that I always give, which is, you are an artist, and that is one of the most noble and difficult things you could ever do in this world. It is a difficult task to bear your soul, to be vulnerable at all times, and to share gifts that people might judge. I am continually impressed with the artists in my life, including myself. We're going to reflect on that moment. Um, it is hard to be available, to have skin that is both tough enough to take criticism and thin enough to allow things in and out. It is difficult to be a part of a form that people are saying maybe needs to go away and isn't valuable, but it is valuable and you are all valuable humans. And I hope that if I can help you craft any sort of life that makes you feel whole and excited, 
comfortable, thrilled to share your gifts in whatever capacity that is, either on stage or in an office or walking down the street or making a sandwich, please let me know how I can be helpful to you. I think you're all brave and noble and wonderful human beings and I hope you keep sharing your gifts every day. If you need anything from me, you can always email me at katelumpkincasting at gmail.com. You can find me here or on my professional page and I hope you all have just the most wonderful day. Mwah!